Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm really excited because I have my new friend and colleague, Simon Bomey, visiting with us today. So I just a little bit about Simon. I was telling him before we started uh, taping that if I li- listed everything that's in his amazing bio, it would take the entire episode. And so I do encourage you all to go read it in the show notes. But at a high level, Simon is a technology entrepreneur, and he specializes in dispute resolution and legal innovation. So you can understand why I'm so excited to have him here with us today. He's currently the head of operations, chief of staff, trust safety um, at Lime, those scooters that I love so much. When I told uh, him when I lived in California, that was like one of my favorite things when those things just started showing up on the street um, because it was such a great way to get around. Uh, They don't seem to have them here in Chicago. Uh, But uh, Simon uh, has been a dispute, online dispute resolution professional for several years. This isn't something new to him, just like I've been doing this for a number of years. But certainly his name is being, you know, spoken and and talked about quite a bit more as many of us in the field are right now with the the current interest in online dispute resolution. I do want to mention he just did a really popular webinar for members of the American Bar Association dispute resolution section. I watched it. It was great. You can still access the video if you're a member on um, on this dispute resolution section website. Um, he also has a great slide deck that he did uh, that you can access at zoomodr.com. And it's talking about using Zoom by, you know, the use of Zoom by dispute resolution professionals. And then he has a website because he does like I do. He does trainings, um, advanced trainings. He has some webinars coming up with advanced trainings on ODR. And you can get more information on that at simonbomey.com. Let me spell that. S-I-M-O-N. B-O-E-H-M-E.com. So all of that being said, I'm super excited to have you here today, Simon. Thanks so much for making the time and joining me. Well, thank you, Susan, for having me on. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So right now, as we're taping this, you live in San Francisco. So you're right in the heart of legal tech, innovation, and all, right? In Silicon Valley, and uh, when I first moved out here, started a legal tech company 
the very first company was called DuPro, where we wanted to help people understand what, uh, what's in the, the fine print. Um, and so I've been very passionate about access to justice, also serving on the State Bar of California's uh, Access to Justice Task Force, and exploring ways on how we can use technology to improve access to justice to millions of Californians uh, across the state. And so um, it's just such an exciting time to be in legal tech and um, to promote these really valuable tools. Yeah, I'm excited because Simon and I today are going to be talking about some of the alternatives for online dispute resolution professionals um, in that online format. So Zoom is probably, I would say, the most talked about. And in fact, that's what that slide deck that you did was about. But what many um, online professionals are seeking are perhaps alternatives to Zoom. Um, and something you and I, Simon, talked about before we got started was the fact that it doesn't have to be one and done. You don't need to pick just one platform and stick with that. There might be reasons why different matters would call for different platforms, don't you think? Exactly. Similar to how ODR is just another tool in the toolbox for a mediator and arbitrator, understanding different platforms is another tool within the mediators and arbitrators toolbox, right? ADR and ODR they go together and it's it's another tool. It advances and demonstrates to the clients your extreme knowledge, your mastery of the topic, your mastery of being a dispute resolution uh, practitioner. And so uh, to me, I think it's really important that even if you don't use these alternatives, it's important that you're aware of them. Zoom is a one size fits all uh, platform. It's designed for everyone. That's why millions and millions of people are using it. But as we both know, Susan, the needs of a lawyer, the needs of an ADR professional are very different than what everyone else needs. Right. That's such a good point because I always remind people in my training, because I do talk about Zoom in the training, but I always remind people that Zoom is an online meeting platform. It's not an online dispute resolution platform. It wasn't created for our profession. And so maybe some of the challenges that are, you know, being so talked about right now um, are things that ODR platforms or platforms that were created by dispute resolution professionals for dispute resolution, they might address those in a different way or in a better way for your particular practice, right? Everybody has different needs. And so I agree with you. I think knowing about all the different platforms or knowing about the alternatives is another way for you to show your clients and even yourself that you you truly have an understanding of this online dispute resolution process. Exactly. Just as you know, you wouldn't use Skype for a family mediation where you have to reveal the personal user ID, specifically of domestic abuse, or there's a, a very sensitive situation. You would never want to reveal that personal information as a mediator um, in that situation. So you can immediately eliminate Skype as a potential opportunity. And mediators and arbitrators should have that kind of basic knowledge to know that what are the things I need to do to keep our, my clients safe and protected and um, ensure that everything that takes place is private to the best that it can be. And so, and, and you're right, Zoom wasn't designed for uh, dispute resolution. We are very grateful though for Colin Rule, you know, just down the hallway from him to encourage 
the in the early days, the happy days of Zoom, um, when it was just a few thousand users that Colin really recommended to them, hey, think about these tools. And because of that recommendation, we're fortunate that we do have the ability to have breakout rooms um, as well. And so, um, yeah, I, I think alternatives, and, and especially now at the early stage, um, as I said in my ABA dispute resolution presentation, I always imagined that this day would come, but not under these very sad and heartbreaking circumstances where people are dying and there's such economic hardship. And so I understand that a lot of this is out of economic necessity. Um, and, 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 and that is, is sad, but it, it, it's also good that so many people and the mediators, arbitrators I've met are just so eager to learn. And I think that's just the very basic thing is how can you learn about these new platforms and find what works for you? Because Zoom is not the only platform out there. And that's really important is that there are some really, really great alternatives and they're early stage where you can email the founder and they'll respond to you. Where I know, Susan, we were talking uh, earlier that you, you try to get a hold of Zoom, it's nearly impossible unless you know someone in Silicon Valley. Right. Um, and then you can get it. And so to me, it, the and, and this is at the heart of, I think, why you want to look at these alternatives is the founders and the people at these companies that we'll be discussing today are excited to speak with people in our community. They want to hear from you and they want to learn from you. It's definitely a two-way road where the ADR professionals have so much to learn, but these founders have so much to learn as well. And, and people who listen to your podcast, Susan, are the people who can really teach them and offer the best advice and feedback. And that's I, I, such a great point because that's something that I am seeing across the board right now is excitement. I do know we're in difficult times, but the vast majority of people that I'm talking to who are taking the training are very excited to try this new frontier. And, you know, as you mentioned, you and I have both been talking to some of the founders of these um, ODR alternative platforms, and they're excited. And they are, they, I, I, I talked to one recently and mentioned something that just for me was sort of a, a drawback with their platform. It was missing something. And he was like, we will do that. We will get that on there. It'll be easy. We didn't realize that was something dispute resolution professionals would would want. Um, so I agree. They are so open-minded, and I love that level of ability to in influence how they are creating and expanding these platforms. So you've had the opportunity being there in Silicon Valley, being so Im immersed in the world of legal tech that, you know, you've been aware of some of these alternate platforms or ODR specific platforms, I'll call them, for a while now. So that was one of the reasons why I was so happy that you were willing to, you know, to come on the show to talk about them. So let's just start, you know, you mentioned one, I will admit, I went and signed up for it this morning and I can't wait to start playing with it. You mentioned Legaler. What can you tell us about Legaler? Well, Legaler is one of my favorites, and I highly recommend everyone who's listening to just uh, sign up and create a free account, as, as Susan did this morning. Um, and one of the reasons I love it is is free. Um, um, for You can get an active plan. It's, it's highest tier for 12 months to any dispute resolution practitioner firm, and, and there's a code. I think it's remote-19. Um, so uh, we'll have to include that in the show notes, but it's L-E-G-A-L-E-R.com. Easy to use, straightforward. 
Um, you can use it for scheduling. Um, you can um, host meetings. You can do it securely. You can share your screen very easily as you would uh, in Zoom. And the breakout room functionality, I believe, is more intuitive than on Zoom. You kind of have this weird user interface on Zoom where you have to sign and you join, but then you can also leave. Um, with Legaler, you have um, multiple meetings up and running. It's built into the application. Uh, excuse me. It's built into the um, uh, your internet browser. So uh, there's no native application right now, which makes it much easier uh, to use. Um, and it's very secure. Um, it, it uses encrypted... Um, all data on Legaler is encrypted um, and uses AWS, Amazon Web Services, military-grade um, protected servers. And so um, a top-tier um, security. Uh, and you can also customize it as well, unlike... Uh, Zoom, unless you pay uh, a lot of money for it, um, LegalR can really make can help to bring your ADR practice um, to a new level, uh, especially in the online world, and a new level of professionalism. Well, and I like that being able to sort of brand it or bring it, you know, because that's one thing I talk about it a lot when I'm I'm training people is especially right now where we're all working out of our homes, people the the online professional experience is being somewhat degraded in some cases where we're seeing people's spare bedrooms in the background and their kids are running around. Some of that is is great, but if you are a professional trying to provide a professional experience, the more that you can actually take your platform and personalize it to your practice, I do think that that up-levels everything for you just you know, right off the bat to your clients. Yeah. And, and uh, Stevie, the founder of Legaler, I've spoken with him multiple times. And, and again, the feedback loop is just very different. I think just taking one step back is in the legal profession, if a judge offers or an arbitrator offers a, a ruling on something, you can't really give any feedback that they'll listen to. That's the ultimate ruling. But in technology companies, you know, the, the purpose and, and as a founder, you want to build a product people love. And you can't build that in a silo. You have to taking other people's input. And so I can speak to Stevie's character over just the short time that I've known him. He's been very receptive to my feedback, such a great guy. Um, and again, I can speak, uh, uh that to him that he, he, he wants to hear from people uh, like listeners of this podcast. And, um, so yeah, I, I think in terms of the marketing component and, uh, you know, Susan is a guru at, is, is such an expert on this and I should probably sign up for her lessons because <laughs> I could do much better, uh, in marketing, uh, cause it just, it's not my thing, but it is really important. And the entire legal profession could do a much better job of learning how to market. And I know part of the issue with marketing is the, I believe burdensome um, regulations that many state bars put on lawyers, but I think that's really starting to change. It will have to change the longer we're in this pandemic. And I think when we come out of this, you know, stronger together, um, hopefully we can find even more smart regulations. I, I, it's not necessarily reducing regulations. It's just smarter regulations around that marketing. And Legaler is one that can, I believe, put you at a competitive advantage. It's very, you put one link in your, um, uh, you know, your, uh, in your email, people can instantly schedule makes it really seamless. Um, and, and I'm thinking about totally transitioning on there as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to go play with it. One question, because this is a complaint I get about zoom a lot with the breakout rooms is it's very clunky 
as the mediator to transition between rooms because there's no way to door knock, so I'll call it, on the separate breakout room. Does Legaler have something that lets you communicate with the participants in the breakout rooms? Yeah, so they have a uh, chat function, whereas on Zoom, as you may know, you can't talk to someone in the opposing breakout room. You can send a broadcast message to all. Uh, you can text or call. And I recently heard something really cool that a mediator here in San Francisco does where rather than using the breakout function, he ends the meetings and then just starts separate Zoom meetings, which is another way to think about it. I know I received an email from a mediator, um, which I'm not sure where he's based, but he, uh, attorney didn't want to have a mediation with this uh, person because he was worried that they, the mediator would accidentally walk into a privileged conversation. If you exit out of Zoom and you um, create separate Zoom meetings for each of the parties, that's a really good way to make sure you're not interrupting privileged conversations. Similar with Legaler, it's nearly impossible to interrupt a privileged conversation. You have a more robust chat function. You have um, a greater visual um, user interface to understand who's in what room. Um, and it, it, it's, it's just more pleasant to look at than the clunkiness of Zoom. That, I mean, that's one aspect I have to say, especially for most of the people that I'm training who are doing caucus mediation. Um, the breakout rooms are such a source of anxiety in Zoom and, and everyone finds that clunky. I like that interesting end around. I have heard of people opening separate meetings on different computers, like they'll have more than one laptop set up and they'll set up different Zoom meetings and and do that that way. But then they have to, you have to mute and be sure that you muted because everything's set up right there. Yeah, I think that's too complicated and probably just use the breakout rooms. This mediator has them in a joint session if he even wants to do that. And then he says, all right, defendants, you're on hold for an hour. Do whatever Go you want. Fun. Go have fun. Exactly. Go get a cup of coffee. I'm going to talk to the plaintiffs and then I'll call you on Zoom to when I'm done with the plaintiffs. And so that's a really interesting way. Um, I haven't tried it, but I would be open to trying it. And I think for those who really are not on Legaler or have trouble with Zoom uh, breakout rooms, um, it could be a good way to go. And again, that just requires more competency in scheduling the meeting and navigating the, the join function and scheduling the meeting. But uh, I think it's very doable. I like and I like the creativity. I like that's one thing that you know. This whole anytime you're moving into a new realm, exactly. being open minded. I remember the very first time I was presenting with a panel on this topic of ODR online mediation. We made one entire section of the discussion having that open mind. Like you have to just sort of expand your brain beyond. What we are, you know, we, I think, as legal professionals have a tendency to stick with the, but that's the way we've always done it. We don't do it that way. Um, so I love that. So, Simon, um, another platform that you talked about in your ABA webinar that I watched last week was um, another platform called CRIC, C-R-E-K. So what can you tell us about that platform? Crick is another great platform, and I highly recommend people checking it out. It's C-R-E-K-O-D-R.com. Um, it's another simple, easy-to-use um, platform for mediation and arbitration. And this one is $75 per case per month. Um, and uh, each case comes with document storage, 
video conferencing, private space, different breakout rooms, and again, really high security. And I know the founder, Chitsu, um, she was the co-founder of Modria. Um, she has been in uh, ODR and legal tech for a very long time and a real trailblazer um, in this space. And so she, again, would love to hear from you. She's the kind of person who just loves speaking with mediators and arbitrators. Um, and they're based in India and they've created a really robust platform. Um, and, and I think just to reiterate is this is another tool in the toolbox. And this is just another platform that you can offer uh, to your clients and, and say you use in case maybe there is a special need to use Crick over Zoom or Legler. Right. And then that's part of the, I think what's interesting about all of these different alternatives is you can have all of them in that toolbox that you just referenced um, become familiar with all of them and then pick the one that best suits your, that your particular matter that's before you, um, work with your client. Right. And Crick also, uh, has a, a fairly decent platform for doing asynchronous mediation as well. Right. So, so much of it, uh, and what the topic today is about zoom and synchronous, uh, uh, dispute resolution where, you know, Susan, me and, and another person, we're all in the same room and we're trying to resolve it today or over the next few days. Asynchronous is more text-based where you send certain kinds of messages. Maybe it's a lower dollar case. You want to do pro bono work and you don't necessarily have time or you're um, tied up with other things where maybe you can resolve it uh, using an asynchronous method. So Legaler has uh, the chat room function, um, Crick also has this where you can maybe do it um, in a different time frame. And again, just a different way of resolving a conflict. Yeah, well, super interesting point because I don't think anyone really talks about that particularly much or thinks about that these days. But I talk to a lot of courtside mediators who are doing small claims or are doing lower dollar matters, as you mentioned. And um, the people don't have access to tech or computers or as, as high-level um, platforms as, as we have. So if they're able to do this through a secure even chat function or text messaging in that asynchronous platform, I think that would be of interest for you know, a certain style of mediation. Again, because we may do different things. Exactly. And legal or aid is another great one. So if you're doing a lot of pro bono work, I, it, now more than ever, the need of lawyers as warriors of justice and, and um, are needed to protect the oppressed and vulnerable people. And so um, exploring those tools to help more people and using that asynchronous. Um, and even if it's sending a video clip, you know, you could do that. Or if it's just sending certain documents, providing some kind of advice, these chat room functions, chat room, um, secure text messaging essentially on a platform like Crick or Legaler um, can be really useful and robust. And I think, again, demonstrates a real level of mastery in this online age. That's great to know. And in the grand scheme of things, $75 per case when we're being paid to handle you know, a multi-party mediation, or as you mentioned, it works well for arbitration as well. Um, you know, that's really a nominal figure in the grand scope of things. And if it's very um, helpful to your particular style of practice, that's the other thing that layers into this, right? We're all dispute resolution professionals, but every one of us, as we are moving forward 
into the world of dispute resolution, we kind of establish our own sort of format for our mediations. And that's often what I talk to people about is like, you know, the whole thing with transitioning from a in-person practice to an online practice is figuring out how you're going to do what you did in person and translate it somehow into the online platform. Um, so that's the other thing for people to be thinking about as they look at all these platforms. What, what suits your particular style of practice as uh, in the best way, right? Just as every mediator and arbitrator has their personal preference. They bring people together for a joint session. They never bring the parties together, or maybe they caucus until they want to bring everyone together. Everyone has their own style. And similar to these platforms we're talking about, just as you said, Susan, it will match people's different style and preference. And that's the great thing and why I encourage people to check out these alternatives. Just to reiterate, Zoom is not the only platform out there. It's a great option. And particularly, it's it's secure. Um, there's a lot of great resources, Susan's trainings, and 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 obviously the, the barrier for your convincing your clients to use Zoom is a little bit lower because it has gained so much popularity. You can Zoom with your church, you can Zoom with your parents and your children and grandchildren, etc. Um, so Zoom has that functionality, but. Things incorporated in Crick will come very natural to someone who's been in the profession for decades and say, hey, this is pretty pretty suave. And, and same with Legaler and, and the, the Modron and the other ones we'll be talking about. So, um, yeah, I agree. The $75 is not that much. Um, and Chitsu, again, she's awesome. Uh, reach out to her. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's easy to get a hold of these people. And, and they want to talk to people. And that's, that's a phenomenal, you know, advantage that we all have. And the uh, next platform we were going to talk about, I'm actually having the founder of this platform on the show next week. So I encourage everybody to come back, but I do want to touch on his platform. I've spoken with him. You've spoken with him. Um, he's from Australia and Nathan Polito is the CEO and founder of Modron Spaces, which is another online platform. And when he showed, you know, I spent some time online with him. I know he walked you through a demo as well, I think. Um, and I, I was very impressed by it. It was well thought out, um, well, well structured. For me at that point in time, it was missing a couple of things that I like to do that Zoom has. Um, but here's exactly what you were saying. I told Nathan this and he said, we will get on it. We will Im implement those things. Yeah, it's it, the technology is moving so fast nowadays. And so and, and this is obviously a critical time uh, for people to really put their best foot forward and to come out with these products, especially as the ADR community needs to move forward and we need secure, safe platforms. Um, and so. Uh, I did get a demo of Modron. I don't know Nathan that well. Uh, when I spoke to him, the price was two ninety nine Australian dollars per month, and so that's about one eighty one eighty one US dollars a month um, with unlimited case and features. This one has a really strong meeting space and then a really strong case management space. So um, I think those two functionalities um, make it compelling if uh, you're looking to maybe put your case management into something new. Um, and again, uh, many intuitive features. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I, I think for people, you know, one of the things that I think will, will come about as all of, as we go through such enormous change in the world, 
right now mm -hmm. is that dispute resolution as a profession is going to get an astronomical boost, is going to grow. Um, as a result of this, I think the court systems are, which have always been overburdened, understaffed, underpaid, are only going to be more overburdened. And uh, I think that people will be reaching out for alternate sources of dispute resolution. So um, people who are transitioning from a legal practice or, or now will be considering adding a dispute resolution, you have a good point that, you know, if you're transitioning to a new type of practice, want to have case management integrated well into your online platform, Modron might be an opportunity to do that. And I know I've spent a fair amount of time, and, and Susan, I believe you have too, is uh, you know helping lawyers and helping ADR professionals convince their clients that you should get online. And um, numerous mediators, arbitrators have had their cases postponed um, because people are nervous about Zoom. Um, but I, I think this pandemic will last a, a, a significant time, unfortunately, and courthouses will remain closed and ADR professionals will be there to save the day. And um, you want to afford, and, and what I, I just believe is that demonstrating expertise and a mastery of competency of multiple platforms gives the clients more confidence in you and gives the clients a more comforting feeling that if Zoom doesn't work out, we can make the switch to Modron. We can make the switch to Legaler. Um, and then also, I think you, again, just um, become a real expert in, in online dispute resolution when you understand what else is out there. Yeah, and always keeping that open mind. And, and something you and I said earlier is it may be that you offer different platforms that, you know, we do online dispute resolution. Here are the choices and we can, we're so advanced in our online practice that we're going to custom choose the platform we'll use for your dispute resolution process to suit your particular matter. Uh, because we know them all so well, we can help decide what, you know, what are your biggest priorities, what are your highest level concerns, and we will help select the, the platform that works best. So it gives you and your clients, who always like options, even right. more options. So there's one more that, that you recommended or that you, you have looked into. I don't know if you're recommending it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, RDO. Res resolve Disputes Online, uh, excuse me, RDO. Yep, so it's just resolvedisputes.online. Um, th this one is a, um, and I'm sure we'll put that in the, the notes so you can quickly access it. This one, a little bit more, license fee of $100 uh, dollars, US dollars per, per case, and then $150 for a server fee for a secure local cloud hosting in your jurisdiction. This is uh, a, a forthcoming feature on Zoom where you can choose which jurisdiction you can have your servers routed through. I know this is a very sensitive topic when it comes to China. And, and I think a really good case in point is for our international listeners, for our mediators, arbitrators who have international cases, ensuring that the data that um, um, uh, transpires, uh, that uh, um, you know, is transmitted during your hearing, you want to make sure it's on a server uh, within the jurisdiction of your choosing and you want to make sure that it's safe 
you know, there's threats of, 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 of Chinese, um, you know, listening in on, 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 on your sessions. So these are things just to be aware of. And I encourage everyone to read more about it, specifically what Zoom is doing. Um, and then also what all four of these alternatives to Zoom are doing to make sure your data is safe and it's in the jurisdiction of your choice. Um, and so RDO does have that really nice uh, feature. This one, um, uh, I was introduced to one of the co-founders. I was speaking at a ADR conference, I believe, in, in, in Bangkok. And um, we really great people, and they serve a lot of uh, larger uh, organizations. And so I know they're trying to work on uh, some different contracts. Um, and it's great that they're opening this up to mediators and arbitrators, um, specifically private practices. And so uh, something to check out. Um, and, and, and has some really snazzy uh, features as well. Okay, let's just back up for one second. How do you get to speak on a panel in Bangkok? Because I want to speak on a panel in Bangkok. <laughs> that was, it was <laughs> awesome. all that ODR stuff. I want to go to Bangkok and speak. Yeah. It was quite, it was, it was incredible. They have such a robust and incredible community of ADR professionals, particularly from Singapore, Hong Kong, and talk about um, leading the way in ODR, much like you have done, Susan, for years. When you're in Singapore and you have clients in Hong Kong and Sydney and, you know, someone in Delhi, what else is there to do uh, except go online or you want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to fly someplace? And oftentimes that's just not possible. And so um, the whole APAC region, uh, really great work. I, um, there are some specific recommendations and, and um, Susan, I can email some people who I have in mind, but uh, next time there's an invitation, uh, I'll be yeah, sure to... You, do, you know, if they're just <laughs> they're looking for an extra person. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good gig. I think my last speaking engagement was in Santa Ana, California. But, you know, that's all right. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was great as yeah. well. <laughs> California's not bad. <laughs> no, no. As you know, well, I, you don't know, but I will take any, any speaking gig in California anytime. So... I'd love to go to California, my former home. Well, thank you. You know, that I think is a, a great start. There are, you know, we do want to point out those are not the only alternatives out there. Um, they are four of the possible uh, resources for you to go look at. But that's, you know, keep it an open mind. We tend to, as professionals, sort of jump on one thing, get comfortable and think that's it. And and right now, many of us have been pushed out of our comfort zone, but we're, we're, we want to get back into a comfort zone. So everyone's sort of jumping on one bandwagon again and thinking it's done. You know, okay, I've learned how to use WebEx or I've learned how to use this or I've learned how to use that. Keep an open mind. It's one of the best things that will help you in your practice as you go forward. Stay excited. Stay interested. This is, you know, Simon and I have both been doing ODR and getting excited about legal tech. Um, we actually met, I do want to say, through our mutual friend, Aaron Levine, one of the bright lights of legal tech, the founder of Hello Divorce. Um, and we were just talking about how she, you know, she's just been leading the way for family law professionals and e-lawyering. Um, but, you know, that's there is so much that is going on in the world of legal tech that, you know, this is just one tiny little corner. Uh, keep an open mind. Keep watching Simon's website. Simon, your website, again, is simonbomey.com. 
and um, you have all kinds of resources on there. You also have links to sign up for your trainings. You also do, I want everyone to, to know, Simon does one-on-one -on -one trainings. So you can get this level of experience and expertise um, in one-on-one -on -one hour long or several hour session trainings. Um, he's doing them all the time now. So um, what else would you like people to know about you, Simon? Well, definitely check out Hello Divorce. Uh, Aaron is is incredible. And um, uh, again, talking about people who really are passionate about access to justice and passionate about sharing what they know. Aaron, Susan, Colin Rule, uh, so many people um, uh, like that have made our legal profession, have, have, have made the ADR community so much stronger. Um, and so again, yeah, just check out my website, simonbomey.com. I'm also on Twitter, um, Simon Bomey, and um, just anything I can do to help keep your practice afloat. I know these are really difficult and trying times, and I hope everyone is taking care of themselves, but I'm doing uh, anything that I can to, to help make sure people are um, uh, moving this community forward. And, and that's what I'm so passionate about. And so I'm, I'm super grateful, uh, to you, Susan, for your advocacy, for your trainings, for, um, pushing us forward, uh, without you, it's hard to imagine where we would be. And so just grateful for you, uh, and all of your work and for having me on the show today. No, oh, well, I, I am so grateful that you came on the show and took the time and you are doing so much to help and always have, you know, been advancing, um, ODR, legal tech, um, and such a great open mind and, uh, you know, the voice of experience. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with all of my listeners. Thank you. Thank you. This was great. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Simon I like will be a, a repeating visitor as I can come up with <laughs> topics for us to talk about. This was more, a this lot of fun. fun. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode, and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com. And you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.